following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Two games, six days. Neither one of those games good. So the question this afternoon is, are you worried? Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everybody, courtesy of our good friends at DraftKings, as well as the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, the Capitals had a nice long mini vacation, which is something that veteran hockey teams don't like. And boy, oh boy, did that show in their last outing when they got absolutely rolled by the Minnesota Wild 5-1. to one. Now, of course, you could just say that, well, that's a one-off and everybody has bad days, but that follows on the heels of a loss to the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of 6-1. to one. So we're going to hear from head coach Peter Laviolette in just a few minutes. And then, after the break... A.J. Perez of FrontOfficeSports.com is going to join us. If you haven't heard, oh, the Redskins, uh, sorry, the Commanders are in trouble once again. Uh, former employee by the name of Jeffrey Friedman testified in front of the House Oversight Committee about alleged financial improprieties that the Commanders have allegedly been practicing for a number of years. That involves ticket revenue being kept in Ashburn and not sent to the league as it's supposed to be. Yeah, that could get dicey. We're going to talk with AJ about that in just a few minutes. First, though, let's hit the ice. Caps off until Wednesday. Hopefully they are doing some very hard thinking and some soul searching today. Let's start with Peter Laviolette's thoughts on the goaltending situation. We had thought that Vitek Vanacek had grabbed the number one netminder position as we headed down the stretch, and this was going to be a good test for him. Uh, Of the Capitals, what, uh, I think 11 games left in the regular season, or 12 games left in the regular season, 12. Seven of them are against playoff teams. Well, Vitek's faced two playoff teams in his last two games, And it hadn't gone too well. And it sounds a little bit like that goalie job might be open again. I think that there's peaks and valleys in everybody's career, and certainly there's peaks and and valleys inside of a player's season as well. And, um, you know, just talking with Vitek yesterday, we're we're looking for him to get back dialed into where he was. He was really good and really strong for us. like you said, for a long period of time, almost from like January 1st on, and the games that he got when he wasn't injured, um, he did a really good job in that. Um, you know, that being said, it's it's kind of always been a two-team tandem. I'm looking for somebody to push forward out of that two-team tandem and, and yeah. be the guy that grabs it and, and, 
and, and grabs the crease and keeps it. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have to. Is that important going into uh, the I, do you want him Yeah, I mean, I'd like to. I, yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. I'd like to have a, a guy that we, are, you know, has, has emerged and yep. moved forward from that group. They're both good goaltenders, but you want somebody to um, really take hold of it. And so right. there's an opportunity for them down the, down the stretch here. Right. Uh, that is a very positive spin on things. There is an opportunity for somebody down the stretch. There are 13 games left in the regular season for the Capitals. Right now, they've got an 11-point lead on the Islanders. So there's absolutely no reason to panic in the macro right this second. There's just not. The Islanders are hot right now. They won four straight. Better keep an eye on them. Here's the cap schedule coming up here the next couple of weeks. Of course, it gets no easier Wednesday night, the 6th, as Tampa Bay comes to town. By the way, the Caps are 5-11 and 11 in their last 16 games at Cap 1 Arena. Pittsburgh then, they go on the road to play the Penguins Saturday, back-to-back with Boston on Sunday. So that's a stretch if you go back, include Minnesota and Carolina, and that are five straight playoff teams. Right now, they've lost the first two of those. Hopefully, they can turn it around, but it ain't going to be easy. You get a break then, uh, although it is at home, with the Flyers coming to town. But then you go to Toronto to play the Leafs, and you go to Montreal to play the Canadians. The Canadians game is one of those ones you figure they're going to get. Same with the Flyers. Uh, but then it's Colorado on the road, Vegas on the road, and Arizona on the road. So your last West Coast swing before coming home for your last two games of the regular season, Toronto and the Islanders, and then you go on the road, go up to New York to play the Islanders and the Rangers back-to-back to close out the regular season. Somewhere in the next couple of weeks, if the chalk holds, they'll wrap up their playoff spot. But there are some serious questions, I think, right now, today, as to if this team can make any kind of a run in the playoffs, or if it's going to be a first round and out again. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to get Samantha Pell on here in the next couple of days and um, get her take on things. One of the things that I found interesting uh, Sunday night was the fact that Lavi again switched up the lines. Again, you know, I'm not going to claim to be, you know, the reincarnation of Toe Blake or anything. I would think, though, it seems logic dictates you would want to have your lines pretty well set at this point. And those lines did not include a couple of rookies who have played a lot this year in Axel Janssen, Fialbi, and Connor McMichael, both uh, healthy scratches in favor of veteran players who didn't play that great. Uh, but here's Lavi on the lines. Well, I mean, last you know, last night we tried just moving the sentiment around and giving Ovi a different sentiment. We went back to it today, um, you know, where it's been all year. Kuzi's played with Ovechkin for pretty much the entire year. And so um, we went back to that today. Um, again, just getting guys back in there, having Doubter back in there, and Larson and um, you know, Hanson. It's just uh, putting things together. But we've got a, I've got a point where we're comfortable with a group of forwards going out on the ice and the way we play the game where we're winning hockey games and playing successful hockey and if it's not I don't know how long we can leave it in one place you've got to move it and try something different and uh, look for a different, different result so definitely need a different result coming up Monday 
or a Wednesday night, rather, against Tampa Bay. 7 o'clock face-off at Capital One Arena. Let's hope they can turn it around. Again, no reason to panic right now, but you better keep an eye on the Islanders in your rearview window because, as the warning says, objects there may be closer than they appear. When we come back, we have to talk Commander's football, a bombshell of a report from A.J. Perez of FrontOfficeSports.com that there has been testimony in front of the House Oversight Committee that the Washington Commanders have essentially cheated the rest of the, NA, uh, the, rest of the NFL out of ticket revenue money. I don't think that's going to sit well in the New York offices nor with the other owners. We'll find out as we talk with A.J. right after this. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Two titles are up for grabs on the stacked UFC 273 fight card, and you can join the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets, win or lose, guaranteed. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the excitement. Everyone can play for a share of millions in prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy MMA Contest. Draft your lineup of fighters while staying under the salary cap. Rack up points for strikes, takedowns, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Throw down $5 on UFC 273. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or ccp.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 877-8-HOPE-NY slash text HOPE-NY, which is 467369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline, that's 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia, 21 and older, 18 and older, New Hampshire and Wyoming, Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. Minimum $5 require, deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's bring in, let's bring in A.J. Perez of frontofficesports.com. He was the reporter that originally broke this story last Friday. A.J., thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Uh, before we get uh, before we do a deep dive into this one, uh, tell us a little bit about FrontOfficeSports.com, uh, its history, what you guys cover, and how you got involved with it, real quick. 
Oh, well, um, Adam White, our, C our CEO and founder, uh, co-founder, and Russ Wild actually created the site, uh, which become the site back in college. Um, you know, they're still, they're still in their 20s. Um, and uh, they ramped up about two years ago. I, I, I joined in July 2020, um, and we've uh, expanded the site. Uh, it was, it was, it's always been newsletter first company, and we're still newsletter first. We have two newsletters, AM and PM every day, plus a uh, third newsletter called Scoreboard, which is more general sports, but we focus on sports business for the most part. And uh, yeah, we've really grown over the last uh, last several several months. Let's let's do a deep dive into this one because obviously this is what everyone in the nation's capital is talking about now. Without giving away the store, uh, i.e., sources or anything like that, where did you get wind of this story? And kind of take us through the process from that up until publication last Friday. I heard rumblings a couple of weeks ago, um, and I actually went to Congress uh, about 10, 12 days ago now uh, before the winter meetings. Sorry, before the, before the, the annual meeting for the NFL owners. Um, so I kind of had an inkling. I didn't know what exactly what the I heard there was kind of a shift in focus of the investigation. It was going beyond toxic workplace. Didn't have very much. And then um, then I did more reporting, more sourcing, um, and I got to. Well, by, by, by the time I got to the NFL owners meetings a week ago, I had a good, good kind of understanding of where it was there. Uh, just asking the owners, asking the league officials about it. They, uh, the league told me that I had a league source tell me that, um, that they had knowledge of this, uh, this, this interview, this, you know, the shift in investigation. Um, I know that today the athletic reported the name of the person, uh, Jason Friedman, who was the one who, 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 who made the allegations of a, um, you know, holding back ticket revenue um, for uh, from the league. Uh, that's his allegations. Uh, we don't, you know, that we, my sourcing, my sources don't know how long it went on. Um, I have a little more information about how they did it, uh, which I'm not quite ready to share yet, but, uh, but there's, it was, it was from what I was told and the information that I've gathered, it was, uh, it happened over multiple seasons and I have a little bit of an idea how, how it worked. Gotcha. And that will that hopefully we'll we'll be able to hear about soon. Now, I, I, I heard, uh, you know, I've heard you know, sports radio has been kicking this around all morning. Uh, you know, one of the things that people that are playing devil's advocate are saying is that, well, it's, it's just uh, the club trying to protect that that mythical 200,000 person waiting list on season tickets and stuff. But I'm guessing <laughs> if yeah. if you guys decide to publish a story about it and the league is looking into it, uh, it seems a pretty logical assumption that it's a little bit more than just some sort of smoke and mirror PR par parlor trick, right? Yes. And uh, what was reported today that the the attorney for Jason Friedman is also the attorney of of uh, many of the accusers on the toxic workplace side of it. Um, so I kind of, you kind of can connect the dots on how, how, how the information got to this congressional committee. Um, but yeah, I was, you know, I felt strongly uh, about, you know, I got one more source, one final source Saturday afternoon, and we and we went ahead, and that's when the story took off. And I'm very, uh, very confident in my reporting on this. Now, what, whether this is going to, you know, this is going to link back to Snyder if this actually happened, and it links back to Snyder somehow, and don't have any information that it, that he had knowledge of it. It, it, it could pose problems, but even my sources within, within the league I've talked to over the last 24 hours don't really think it's that's still not enough for removal you need 24 votes and it, even if this is proven out you know maybe he'll get fined maybe he'll if if, if he did if the team did hold back revenue i said the team would be fine there's no there's no information that Snyder knew about it 
Um, but you know, they're you know, when 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 the the investigations of when the Beth Wilkinson investigation concluded last summer in July, um, you know, the team was fined ten million dollars. Uh, Snyder didn't have any public sanctions. So that's it's been uh, it's throughout this whole process. There's been it's been um, there have been accusations against Snyder. He's denied them all, and um, and they're and they're denying that this took place. Where does this leave him now? I mean, obviously, Snyder's PR can't get much worse, I don't think, than it already is. Um, what's the significance of this as far as, you know, the future of him owning the club, not owning the club? Because as we both know, fans of this team, that's what they would love is, is to see him be forced to sell. Yeah, I know a lot of people, whenever you do a story that, that paints a bad picture of the franchise that could link back to Snyder, you know, I live here, I mean, I'm, I'm in Ashburn right now, uh, where the team's based. So I, you know, it's, it always causes a stir. Um, and, but there, you know, you have to temper that, temper that, um, that excitement of some fans, a lot of fans have, I, you know, that's why reporting on Snyder is, is tough because you hear a lot of things like, you know, especially living here, you know, in a lot of it just doesn't pan out. Um, we heard a lot of things that were supposed to be coming up when the toxic workplace, uh, the second toxic workplace story that the, um, that, at the Washington Post ran in um, August 2020, and I was hearing about the same level of stuff I, that, that I was hearing, you know, over the last couple of weeks here. And that didn't turn out, you know, that, that didn't turn out as to be as what was what was uh, what, what was reported. So it's just getting getting to a point to remove Snyder. It's going to take a lot more, and it's going to be you just need to be. Um, it's going to be, and the, basically what I was told from one one former league executive is like the, the owners have to lead the way. The other owners will have to rise up. You need 24 of them minimum to to uh, remove Snyder, and even and there's not an appetite yet for that. I mean, there's questions. There were you know I everybody thought Richardson would got would have got removed, um, you know from by the by the as a Panthers owner had he not um, you know decided to sell the team. Now there's really I've been people I've been talking to. It's like there was no. That was not a lock. In fact, he probably would not have been removed. And that was, you know, he was he was accused of using a racial slur along with harassment. Um, so there's it takes a lot. It's you know, there's there's going to need to be a lot to take down more to take down Snyder. And right now it just hasn't been linked to him yet. It's amazing. You wonder you kind of wonder what uh, the owner's limits are <laughs> as far as taking an owner down. I mean, uh, you know, it, and this, you know, your sources are saying that there's, there's still not an appetite for it. Uh, I don't know. I find that a little surprising, it, you know, considering the fact that you figure this franchise is costing. Them yeah. It, I mean, I, not I, enough. I did too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so where does this go from? Yeah. Well, if it, sorry, go ahead. Oh, from here. So, yeah. So I, so basically, yeah, I mean, the, uh, we saw last, there were reports last year by the sports business journal um, that, you know, the, the league was on, uh, the commanders and a few other teams for low ticket sales. Um, you know that, so we know there was some kind of friction there because we know this when your team's not winning and you're in a stadium that's antiquated, that hurts league revenue because you know they're that you know the uh, there's you you fill the stadium with the winning team and you make a lot more money. What now is next? Where where do we see or where do you see this this going? At least this part of 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 the story. My sources last week said the subpoenas were, you know, at least are being contemplated. Uh, if not, it, I'm not going to say they're likely, but they're, but that's a tool that they've, they've, they've always had. Um, I think if our subpoenas go out, we're going to see a hearing. We're going to have, you know, that I had Representative uh, Jackie Spear from California, who's on the committee, tell me uh, a few weeks, a few weeks back that, you know, they, she expects that, you know, they'll, 
Bill, I have, you know, Snyder, they'll, they'll be calling Goodell up there. Will he call Snyder as well? And I'm sure the, he may fight that subpoena. But uh, yeah, that could lead to another legal fight. And there's been so many legal fights over the last two years regarding Snyder with the co-owners to him finding out the information from the alleged uh, Indian uh, media company who, who uh, you know, who propagated a lot of fake news mm -hmm. around, you know, linking him to a lot of things that were totally unreal. Um, and now people believe, people like believe that, and they were just, they're so unfounded and so out there, but you know, people, there's his, he's not viewed well, you know, by the, by the uh, fan base here. That, that, that my friend would definitely be an understatement. Um, and you gotta, you also, I guess, um, finally have to wonder, you know, how does this affect the, uh, vote in Richmond with Virginia legislature vis-a-vis -vis any sort of stadium funding yeah. anywhere in the Commonwealth, right? Yeah, I can tell you the owners around the league are keeping an eye on it, you know, especially after last week when the Bills got $850 million from the state in Erie County. And then you have Tennessee who got, they're working on a $500 million stadium plan for a stadium that up until about five or six weeks ago, no one thought they needed because they were going to upgrade the current one. Um, so it's like, so when you, the trend of public funding has gone down over the last several years, you know, especially with, there was some in Vegas, really none in, in Los Angeles for those two stadiums. Um, but it's going to be, uh, the, but that trend changed and they want to keep that trend going. They want to, they want, owners want to keep their money like anybody else. And they want that public financing part to uh, at least finance part of it. Right now it's, it's at what, 11 or 12% of the $3 billion stadium if they get $350 million. Um, you know, that's not a lot. And it's, it's a, lot, a lot of money for you. I'm not saying it's not, it's insignificant. But that's only that. That's when you have it talking about a three billion dollar dome stadium, probably in Prince William County, um, and uh, that's that. That's the issue now. That now the the team officials I I talked to down in Florida, they don't, don't see any. This is before the stories came out, obviously. But the, the but the investigation of Mary Jo White, um, which was uh, which the leak started after the after the, the most recent claims against Snyder and the team, um, that was part of that roundtable hearing in February. Uh, that so that that reignited, um, you know, reignited some of the. Uh, you know, questions of whether, uh, you know, Snyder, you know, will be, yeah, will that, or that, or that the Mary Jo White investigation will, will, will hurt him getting the stadium. And, you know, we don't know when that's going to conclude. There's going to be a written report this time. Uh, but that, that's, there's no, there's no timetable and the owners weren't briefed on the progress. It, it was only going on five, five or six weeks at that point anyway. We're talking with AJ Perez of front office sports. AJ, last question for you. If, why do you think, according to the league sources that you've talked to, there is not an appetite to kick Dan Snyder out at, at this point, as much of an eyesore as he's been? They want to set. A, they don't want to set a precedent. And a lot of people speculate that Dan's twenty plus years as owner, he knows where the bodies are buried and stuff. It's not really. It's he may. Who knows? But you know, there there's a lot of things that go behind closed doors that we have no idea about. But yeah, I think it's more about the owners not wanting wanting to. Uh, I said a precedent, you know, other leagues, you got McCord got removed by major league baseball as an owner. You had obviously Sterling in the NBA um, for different reasons, uh, got who, who were, who were, had their franchise taken away. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't usually get to that point. You know, they're usually a, like, like in the instance of Jerry Richardson in Carolina, he saw the writing on the wall, even though that writing really probably wouldn't have, it would have just made, it would have caused years worth of questions and it just would look it for the league it would look bad so he he bowed out um but it's they just don't want to set any kind of precedent no matter how the what the media coverage of dan has what the allegations of dan how the fans feel about him and really how he's you know this franchise is, has not done well for 20 plus years um but they they just don't 
they need, they, they need, they need a lot more. It seems like to remove somebody. Uh, AJ, before we let you go, uh, if folks want to subscribe to the newsletter, you know, how do they do that? What's the best way? And, and let, let them know how to yeah. follow you on yeah. Twitter as well. Yeah, frontofficesports.com. Um, you can sign up. It takes one click. You just got to put your email in. Uh, we can select which newsletters you want. We have, and we also have for for the for people who are serious investors in finance and in sports. Yeah, we have it actually a paid tier, uh, but all our stories are free. Um, and we're about to revamp the website. So frontofficesports.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at byaj perez. That's byaj perez. And that's uh, and I'm also my DMs are always open. If anybody wants to reach out, I'm always. Uh, especially about uh, if you have anything related to any NFL team or anything else, I'm, I'm always listening. AJ Perez, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We're going to keep uh, we're going to keep in touch, though. Uh, it sounds like there's another story that's going to drop here pretty soon, so we will be probably be talking to you again, sir. Look, Look forward, forward to it. it. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. on. Thank, thank you. you, AJ Perez from FrontOfficeSports.com. Go and check him out. It's going to do it for us. I don't know if this is definitely not nothing. But how much of a something it is, I think, remains to be seen. But it definitely bears watching. All right, Nick and the Clock on the Wall said we got to get out of here. Don't forget, you can download us on the Hockey Podcast Network's website as well as Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and everywhere. Find podcasters sold. See you later. Have a good one, kids. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. Washed his hands and sealed his face.